0: Welcome to Desert Rain Community Radio, Dispatches from the Verge. Today, David Morrison and I talk about um, sort of the etymology in and around uh, understanding and this idea or this um, principle of Chikina and how that sort of plays into our spiritual life, our spiritual understanding. But before we get into that, thank you to Danny West. He does all the editing and sound engineering. Thank you to Jacob Nedia at Monk Drums. That's what you hear in the background. Uh, if you want to learn more about Desert Rain community, theruined.com is a the place to go. DRCRPod.com is a place to go to catch other episodes or wherever you found this, whichever podcast podcatcher you use. Uh, Please check out DreamWalkerWay.com for David Morrison's book, Desolate Beauty, the Book of Light and Shadow. You can also find an uh, American Sign Language translation on YouTube if you search DreamWalker Way. Please tell a friend if you enjoy what you're hearing. Uh, Word of mouth and social media really helps us. We appreciate you and let's get into it. Welcome to Desiree Community Radio. Cold beer. <laughs> this match is from The Verge. David Morrison. Hola, senor. My We got a third. We got an, a real life producer in today, Danny He's West.
1: As they'd say in Ireland, we have a turd. <laughs> <laughs> but we are not. No. So. <laughs> no reflection on you or your character. Maybe,
0: maybe uh, the sound quality will go up since yes. I'm not in charge of it anymore uh we're so today some go ahead we're bringing in an expert an expert baby he's he's fixed uh he's fixed our mistakes on the back end maybe he can fix our yes he's our mess up on the front end
1: he has read the liner notes of every <laughs> prog rock record in history this guy knows what he's doing
0: he knows what he's doing baby <laughs> he knows um, where the
1: bodies are buried from emerson lake and palmer <laughs>
0: The our so our conversation today uh is a continuation from this past week's um gospel reading and sort of a a bigger discussion. what, what it's a bigger discussion around understanding, but what what's the the fancy word you use? Fancy word. Ch- Ch- uh
1: oh yeah, 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 yeah. It was a Hebrew. English, it's a, it's an English word. If you're a charismatic Christian, you, you recognize it because every other youth group has named this. Oh, Shekinah. And, <laughs> and it's not the beginning of the Laverne and Shirley show from the 70s. Shekinah, Shamova, <laughs> <What>? hagen Incorporated.
0: <laughs> and what and does it mean? That's all for you
1: Gen Xers out there.
0: Uh, Shekinah is... The, we're we're going to delve deeper into it, but sort of the...
1: Shekinah is a Hebrew word for used for the dwelling Mm -hmm. of the deity. They wouldn't say the name of the deity. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We would say Yahweh, but that's not, you don't say the name. So the dwelling place of the divine is the, or the glory or the the presence. But this idea of a shelter is very ingrained in Hebrew history and culture. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm not a rabbi. I'm not a.
0: And you don't play one on podcast (laughs) either. (laughs) And
1: I'm not a theologian and I'm not a and i'm not a uh, a linguist either so you know but i could look stuff up <laughs> i got google that's what i got my college degree for i can look up english language things and understand them that's that's what my college degree claims i can do
0: and you do so, and you do it yeah ow just so from my shoulder <laughs> <laughs> and, and you're still recovering from uh dislocation. yeah clothes. i'm a hot mess we talked about that right yeah, we did. yeah yeah yeah
1: falling off the monastic ladder and
0: Doing, so doing, the monastic, in hell. <laughs> doing the monastic, uh, uh, smoke detector. So, yeah, so
1: that, so it's, it's this word. Yeah. And, and so just off the top of my head, the, the entire, we've talked about this, the, 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 the feast of booths or weeks or the, the first fruits of the harvest that festival that, that, uh, ancient Israel would celebrate. Mm. We call it Pentecost in the Greek, uh, is the celebration of God dwelling with humankind? Mm-hmm. God dwelling, and 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 you know, and they've gone through evolutions of this. So for some, it was only the high priest okay. could interact with this dwelling place. It was in the holy of holies. One person, one time a year,
0: went in and to
1: and is that, that, when to they that would,
0: place. They would put a rope around his waist or something. That, uh, am a rabbi, I, am I a rabbi him?
1: personally told me that that was made up by Christians. Uh, <laughs> it sounds about right because they would not tie a, because the rope would make tying a rope to his ankle in case he died there would be uh, would would defile the holy of holies would defile okay the the temple the rope would
0: yeah yeah so yeah, yeah it that, doesn't add up he, he said
1: that's a it's that's in line with that Christian medieval bullshit that you people have been saying that we poison wells and we have laser Rockets. Uh we we coordinated COVID to (laughs) kill everyone else except us. So yeah. But yeah. So and then you go to get into the prophetic books, which would like Isaiah, and it and it goes outward instead of inward. Mm. So it's not just for Israel and and not just for one person in Israel. Right. And I think there was a reference I read in the Talmud, which was a very brief, it's not like I'm pouring over. I don't you get this idea that I have these scholarly books
0: all over my place you know you're (laughs) locked in the chapel studying 23 hours (laughs) a day This is
1: a very quick cursory (laughs) look but you had to be tall you had to be without blemish you had to be male uh you had to be you know basically george clooney Uh, um yeah uh, circumcised hopefully (laughs) i don't know if he's ever done any new movies so you're our pop culture (laughs) guy did (laughs)
0: <laughs> <Not at all. laughs> You're like, stop that asking you, me about. <laughs> Not
1: that you'd like to see. Anyway, it's like, stop asking me about George Clooney's circumcision. And then, so in the prophetic vision, it gets wide; it becomes universal. So, heaven is my throne, Isaiah. Uh, where is the? Where is the building? Where is the house that you could ever build for me? Uh, but to this one I will look, the one who is humble, the one uh, who is uh, uh, contrite of heart. And the one who trembles at my word has a has a, a sense of awe and reverence. So so then that opens it up to to a universal kind of thing. So, but it's the dwelling place. It's the it's the, and, the and dwelling the, of God.
0: And Pentecost being the next evolution of that, yeah. Universal. The Christian heresy
1: for sure in the Jewish, you know, yeah, right, 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 right. But yeah, yeah. So we Christians would take it a step further to a more radical. With the incarnation of Christ, God literally dwelling in a human body for reals, mm-hmm. not for realsies. It's not, yeah, it's not fake. It was uh, absolutely human, okay. absolutely vulnerable, and uh, and then yeah, being and then because of his ascension, the Spirit is poured out on all living things. Okay, so that's so Shekinah.
0: All that being all that being said, we we're gonna start with, or I guess not start with, but use the the parable or not the parable, yeah, the gospel reading, the gospel reading from this week, the parable of the sower to sort of continue this. We're we're kind of Tarantinoing it. (laughs) We're putting we're putting the ending at the we're teasing the ending at the front and we'll build back up to uh,
1: it. (laughs) John Travolta just got killed on the toilet right now. <laughs> and
0: we're like, "What? We're like, what? what He just what? got
1: killed? How come he's in this scene.
0: <laughs> um, so the parable of the sower, and, and we're not going to read the whole thing. We're doing the first uh, nine verses and then skipping down to twenty three. So the parable of the sower. That same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat by the lake. Such large crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat in it. while all the p- people stood on the shore. Then he told them many things in parables, saying, A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places, where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly, because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came out, the plants were scorched, and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. Still, other seed fell on good soil where it produced a crop, a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. Whoever has ears, let them hear. But the seed falling on the good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it. This is one who produces a crop yielding a hundred, sixty, or 30 times what was sown.
1: Yeah. Very common. Yeah, it's probably one of the more common parables mm. next to probably the good samaritan, maybe the prodigal son. is probably Those are probably the number top 3. Two. <laughs> yeah. Top 3 of that you'd see on a on a heavily advertised web page, slideshow, you ever get caught up in those? Or, or, or <laughs> ten uh, actors, so you wouldn't believe. Blah 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 blah. You're like, no, I'm not going to click that. Damn it! Why am I clicking that? Damn it! There's ten ads. Damn it! My computer, my browser just failed.
0: <laughs> the uh, it's the all the children's picture books, <laughs> those yeah. stories.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, and and it goes into a long explanation, but most like if you take the the most liberal scholars they would say the part that you read there is 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 um definitely Jesus's original the OG mm. Jesus not added in not edited later the explanation of it most likely was okay that,
0: which would be the part in between that wasn't read right the explanation
1: it. of the parable he never gives explanations that's why it's strange mm. you know he just lays out the parable and it says if you and says if you got the ears <laughs> you will you will listen that, and that's what's
0: well, not only listen, but understand. I yeah, think that, that was the part. And
1: and this word of understanding, yeah, is is a is very interesting to me. And and understand what almost if you summarize all the parables, they're about the thesis statement of Jesus's teaching. The summary of Jesus's teaching is this thing called the kingdom of God, or mm. the realm of God's presence, the sphere uh, right. of God's presence uh, and influence. Um, And so God's community. So I'm just using, you know, as many, you know, but the realm of of presence Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. a good updated language since we're uh, we're Americans. We don't do that monarch Monarch. shit, you know. So uh, well, and even the we don't do that royal
0: shit. The, um, I mean, so the so the podcast that was released today was a conversation that you and I had about this idea of sort of with the advent of technology, this, this idea of isolation, right. And, and sort of the, not the falling apart, but the community being less, um, oh, what would be the word? The importance of community have sort of been dampened down, so to speak. And, and coming back to this idea of the kingdom of God, that, in my opinion, that is, that is community. He's talking about building a community that is like heaven. <laughs> You're on that. Yeah. Earth. <laughs> yeah.
1: And that, yeah. So we're talking about time. Mm. Well, time we're talking about the future spilling into the now. Mm-hmm. And that's not just a, you know, some hippie phrase, mm-hmm. some John Lennon shit, you know, um, right. um, you know, playing those mind games forever. But anyway, um, but, yeah, it's the presence of the future into the present, to the present moment. And, and so, yeah, and that's the invitation of the Gospels is to understand this and to experience this.
0: Uh, in what sense? Like, what's uh, your understanding of that, that sense?
1: Well, let me, I'll give a very rudimentary pop culture kind okay. of thing. Um, so, so in, in pop culture's imagination for the future Imagining the future, mm. you either see a dystopian oh, I see what you're, view, okay, right? Okay. Uh, right? The right, Mad right, Max right. universe, yeah, 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 yeah. or uh, Blade Runner, um, Matrix. The just it's not
0: a it's not a good future. Yeah, it's not like oh, si- <laughs> sign me up. Yeah,
1: or my favorite one, Gattaca. Uh, nobody knows that. <laughs> yeah,
0: me. I don't, I don't know it's that. One, one of my
1: favorites. <laughs> Gattaca. Uh, look it up. Ethan Hawke's in it. Ju- Ju- uh, Jude Law. Uh,
0: What's the one? The one always sticks in my mind to when the Denzel Washington one where he has the Braille Bible.
1: Oh, yeah. I am... No. Uh...
0: Right, anyways, I messed it up. Yeah, I just... don't remember. But
1: anyway, so you have that kind of a vision uh, or Terminator. That one's scary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that chain link fence <laughs> and the, the kids playing on the playground. That, that stuck with me from the age of yeah, 16. Say. Or you have this other view of the future the star trek mm. kind of universe mm. which is that's the one i want uh that's the one i want for the human race is right. the star trek future you know everybody gets their own egalitarian stretchy stretchy suits uh you know you don't have to worry about what to put on <laughs> you <laughs> right, already put not. on just don't put on the red shirt <laughs> right uh you know and and you have this yeah the, this pretty much cooperative mm. learning kind of thing uh you know, for the benefit of, of all sentient beings in the universe kind of thing. And so, so the idea of the kingdom of God is to take this, this egalitarian, no one left behind, uh, uh, a, a just society and you begin to live that way in faith now mm. as if that's so
0: it already and it, exists.
1: Ex- and that's the kingdom of God. Mm. That's the gospel way of living, um, I think it was G.K. Chesterton said it's it's not that the gospel has failed in the last two thousand years. In his case, it was fifteen hundred or mm-hmm. eighteen hundred years. Um, it's a, it hasn't been tried very often, and so.
0: Well, and I think too, it's human nature to, and it the logic doesn't work, but we use past events to inform our future, right? Right, things that have happened in the past. That's so. That's how we'll navigate. Yeah. Logically, it doesn't work because those things have already passed. Yeah. Um, you know, and so there's unseen v- events coming down the road that we can't even, uh, we don't even know what they're, you know. Yeah. A, 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 you know, like 9 11, 9 11 had never happened yeah. and now it's happened. And so we can imagine planes flying into yeah. buildings, right? And so the next clatic, um Well, I just watched the news this week. <laughs> I don't want to get the, up on that tangent. the something will happen that has never happened before yeah. and but we'll so then we'll start adding that into the equation but it's uh, like it's no longer novel so Roswell
1: 1947 for
0: us, <laughs> right exactly <laughs> so friends on that this week so for us <laughs> to what you're talking about imagine the future
1: it, and then yeah. trying
0: to live that that's even more illogical yeah but it's the way of faith i think exactly yeah, yeah.
1: no you're right yeah the prophet isaiah again Forget about the former things. This is a new thing, you know, and and it's still a radical vision. This this uh, mm-hmm. the the Jewish vision which Jesus was enacting mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, in his own mind and in you know in our mind today, which was the the whole the, again an Isaiah vision of the holy mountain, and there and there is no murder. In other words, uh, the, the the you know, and it's not just this cutie. Farts and giggles kind of shit. It, this is real. This is real a prophetic mm-hmm. vision that the that the lion and the lamb uh, lie down together. The child can play with a the cobra. There is no killing on the holy mountain. Uh, I don't need to, to... In order to sustain my life, I don't have to take another life.
0: The, uh, no- it doesn't
1: cost something else, uh, you know, something.
0: Well, that's even more radical because how much we love radical. the consumer. Yeah. We, we've been... Inundated, inundated to consume, consume, consume. Exactly. And what you're saying is the exact opposite. <laughs>
1: yeah. And so it's so relevant today. It's so countercultural today. Thousands of years ahead of its time. Uh, the, the, the That Jewish, mm-hmm. the prophetic Jewish vision, and then in our opinion as Christians, enacted and inaugurated by Jesus Christ and, and from time to time when it's worked in the last 2,000 years uh you know you have you know it's not again it's complicated, and you can't just dismiss it because of institutional imperial you know mm-hmm. uh empire building and scandals and horrific well, things
0: and one of the i mean you've we've talked about this a lot and 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 you you pointed out very consistently, but um once the church became the state's church yeah it it sort of fumbled the gospel at that yeah. point right like Once you take Christianity and make it into an empire building entity, which it is, you know, it is, if you've been to the Vatican, it's very, it's very, I mean, you don't even have to go to the Vatican, but for me walking into the Vatican and seeing the empire that is built there and being like, oh, this is not what is talked about in the gospel. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You know, not, and like you're saying, not to criticize those things, but.
1: Well, it's the same as going to a mega church today and see Mm -hmm. their Mm -hmm. elaborate million dollar complex. Their, their the, the coffee bar the, yeah the they were, starbucks they got a red lobster in their church and you know and all that shit and,
0: the, uh, the eight uh, king of the called? hill did
1: a great great episode on it years okay, and years thanks. ago yeah they he got he got pissed off because someone a new family took his chair at the methodist church <laughs> and, and so they go to the mega low Mart. that's, a,
0: that's a real thing man <laughs> yeah and it, it was
1: very that guy I know he's got his finger on yeah culture with silicon valley <laughs> king of the hill beavis and butthead not
0: so much well he but he did for they're the annoying <laughs> for well but he did for that generation of yeah, like how yeah. teenagers saw the world oh like, yeah, yeah yeah for yeah, sure yeah yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, office
0: space for sure <sighs> oh office space and yeah so, that holds up for uh, sure oh an
1: idiocracy i mean that was like
0: prophetic that one, yeah <laughs> yeah he could have We are living idiocracy yeah. <laughs> it's 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 Speaking. So, speaking of pop culture, coming to you know, hoping yeah. for the Star Wars and getting the Idiocracy instead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, and uh. but so going from this, so the end of the reading has this idea of understanding, right? Yes. Hearing it and having this idea, just, this understanding of what is being said or what is trying to be conveyed, maybe is a better way to put yeah. it. Um, and so, sort of, sort of, how does that bridge? Towards, um, is it Shekinah?
1: Yeah, Shekinah. S H E K I N A H, which is the English. Okay. You know, uh butchering of a Hebrew. Word. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, so so yeah, so I was I was mulling over this gospel reading. It's one of those readings that's in the summer. You know, I don't really like to teach on it because it's so. So common. It's so vacation Bible school mm. kind of stuff, and I it's see. just like you know, let's make our let's let's draw pictures of a farmer throwing <laughs> throwing seeds,
0: yeah. little kitties.
1: And so you know, and, and and these are passages that I've read and poured over my entire life, literally, mm-hmm. you know, and you know, fifty five years. And so, uh, so yeah, so so it's not something I really want to. And so that word understanding, yeah, is is part of the problem, uh, because it it sounds when we think of understanding, we think of intellectually or mm. academically understanding something, uh,
0: knowing the right quote unquote. Yeah, thing.
1: and most of our theology has been that mm-hmm. in in the modern throughout. It's you take a, you know. Like the word systematic theology, that's a thing, right? Systematic theology. How can you make a system of thought that's Mm -hmm. consistent out of the shit that Jesus Christ was teaching on when it's stories and parables and magic tricks, miraculous tricks? Mm -hmm. And then, you know, the same thing with Paul, the apostle. These are, these are, he wasn't sitting in some, uh, University Hall. Right. Uh, this that, guy was quote, hanging unquote, on a prison wall. Tower. Yeah. Yeah. He's getting his ass literally he,
0: beat. <laughs> well, not only that, but he was also a, a traveling salesman. Yeah. Or, you know, so he's t- on the road. Yeah. He's, he's. And so
1: these are just hastily written letters, mm. is what they are. And and the reason why he's enduring all this is because he had a mystical vision. Mm. He's he's one of the right right the apostles that never saw Jesus Christ. He never saw him. In the flesh, he saw him after the resurrection and he had some sort of an encounter that he never, I don't, I don't, a lot of scholars don't count the Acts story that he was on his donkey on the way to Syria on the road to Damascus and, and he was knocked off the, the donkey mm-hmm, Right. because Paul himself in his own letters never says that story. He so never, who wrote, who wrote Acts? Somebody they they attacked the name Luke. I mean, they say they added the name Luke like a hundred years after. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. So So yeah,
0: yeah, uh, yeah. Luke did that. (laughs) Yeah. So a community. Okay. Okay.
1: About sixty to eighty years after Paul was gone.
0: Think about that. 60 to 80 years. Oh, after Paul is gone. After Not Paul. after Jesus. And so you would take So do yeah. you think they added it? I mean, you, you may or may not know that. So did they add it in to try to give it legitimacy? Like to try to give Paul legitimacy retroactively? Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, we're getting off on a the, the author of the authors probably of, of the gospel of Luke and Acts, their agenda was to bridge the tension between the growing Christian community. Uh, And the Roman Empire. Okay. And secondly, the tension in the community of Jewish believers and Gentile believers. Okay. And so they're trying to smooth that over. Okay. And Paul was very, still is, is a lightning rod Mm -hmm. for that because he was a radical Mm -hmm. in the sense of, uh, you know, he went full Gentile. He went full Rome. Yeah.
0: Because he was Jewish. Yeah. When he was even persecuting Christians, right? Or is that also made up?
1: No, no, he says that in his own writing, so that's his own testimony. But he does not go into details of this event that happened to him, of some sort of face-to-face encounter with the risen Christ that changed. So, so So anyways, yeah, yeah, we're off on a whole. Yeah, so what I'm saying is, here we are taking a teacher who who taught in parables, and a and a and then another teacher who is responding to a mystical, miraculous vision event Mm -hmm. and we try to make it into a rational systematic thinking it doesn't work that
0: way A to b to c yeah (laughs) and (laughs) so that's why
1: the word understanding you know it doesn't didn't really jive with me so i went and looked it up you know and again i'm not pouring over all these volumes i did an internet search Um, i just simply put in the etymology of the word understanding
0: well and it was just following your own curiosity too i think that that's an important thing to a lot of these conversations you and I have had have been things you've, your curiosity yeah. has, has led you down these, these different paths.
1: And so put these two words together. The kingdom of God is the presence, the dwelling of God in our midst. And then understanding that. So I looked up understanding that. Mm-hmm. It's not an intellectual. So in the Greek idea which we're more associated with mm -hmm. the greek idea is to stand understand to stand on your principles Mm -hmm. you have martin luther here i stand Mm -hmm. i stand on these you know uh 99 theses uh i make a stand right we're always about i won't back down Mm -hmm. that's our you know our anthem
0: well that's standing on these principles well that 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 that's how you quote unquote prove you're right exactly <laughs> even if you're wrong you still stand on your, exactly on your and you
1: beliefs. end up <laughs> you end up uh yeah. believing your own bullshit exactly yeah, and yeah. you get god to co-sign your bullshit and then you're just yeah. you're, you're, you're nowhere
0: well and that's so, how the that's how cult leaders they make up their mind about something yeah and then they they find ways to co-sign it exactly and then they yeah. prey on vulnerable people well thank you <laughs> <laughs> i'm
1: sorry uh, so so I looked it up and so the English word the old English mm. word uh, because that's what we're dealing with right we're not dealing with a Greek mm. word or even a Hebrew word it's translated into English as understanding it's a different word it means to stand under or even stand between to stand aside from so in other words which there's is very room, different yeah there's room there to it's it's not a a certitude thing it's a mm. it's a Standing in the tension of opposites, it's standing, uh, and and then this word of so so again, Shekinah, the dwelling of God's presence, and you stand under it, mm. and so you become you you come under this sense of presence, and then you wait for the for something to happen, for some opportunity of action uh, that would go beyond your rationality, go beyond your personality. And then, uh, you know, a miracle, if you will, would, will happen. Miracle could be as simple as, uh, you do something very, un- uh, an act of kindness that was totally not really in your, mm-hmm.
0: in your mm-hmm. doing, you know? Well, it's very interesting. Well, two things. One, you might've already mentioned this. Um, I can't remember if you did this morning or I know you said it on Saturday for sure, but this, this idea of, of, of God or higher powers, it's a shelter. Yes. Because we're sending yeah. them. And and I didn't think about this. I just thought about this right now is last week. Oh, I can't remember the exact conversation, but articulating to a group of people that for me, one of the biggest parts of my faith is doubt. Yeah. And there's not a lot of room in certain circles to be able to say that stuff, you know, and, right. and there's multiple, you know, there's days where it's just like, man, I'm there, maybe there's not a God. You know what I mean? And just, get got it. I've gotten to the point in my life where it's like, yeah, maybe there's not, you know? And just, and not dismissing, not trying to be like, oh, don't have those thoughts. You know what I mean? Like, oh, right, like yeah, don't think that, yeah. don't think that, you're going to hell. And also not necessarily embracing that as like, oh, that's my new theology yeah, my or my, my new, idea, new fact.
1: Yeah. I'm a deconstruct, <laughs> before my deconstruction. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah exactly. you're a hipster asshole, <laughs> shut up.
0: And so it's just like, <laughs> some days I just sit with that idea of like,
1: yeah. Go drink your IPA and <laughs> shut the hell up.
0: <laughs> I might. I well, just. Well,
1: uh, you know, even doubt in community, like we were talking about earlier on our personal mm-hmm. doubt in community, and then faith mm. in community. The same, the, that same pivoting that has to happen. I just pivoted my need was not a good <laughs> I was pivot. wondering what just happened. That was not a good pivot.
0: <laughs> well, well, you're right, and well, it's, and and we're standing, and we're standing in between the two.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And so it's under yeah and then the other thing I look, so when I was looking up Shekinah, and again, you know it was just the Jewish encyclopedia online this isn't you know uh with some reference one, points you know yeah. that I actually reference points to the to the Talmud mm. and I was just blown away by this one little footnote it was a footnote on in the Jewish encyclopedia that the shekinah the the dwelling of God's presence is connected to the jangling or the tinkling of a bell. And a, and a, and a rabbi who contributed to the Talmud, um, I didn't look at, it it's probably the medieval period, mm. probably 1500, somewhere around there. Uh, the reference that he used in the, in the actual Bible was so obscure, I couldn't believe that he was able to, to extrapolate that. Mm. So it was, it was a reference to Samuel or, uh, Samson who suddenly got up. He just got up and went and did something. And so he was saying, the Shekinah was a jangling bell in front of him, and when the spirit of the the wind of the spirit blew it, it stirred him to action
0: uh, that, that's
1: a and uh, that's a powerful one well, I,
0: I must have missed that because you started talking about the wind chime,
1: yeah because that's and, my own experience yeah I, yeah yeah I'm sitting missed, under a tree the, that bridge you know we sit under uh mm-hmm. under the mesquite tree
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: And we sit for twenty minutes to our centering prayer, and uh, yeah, and I'll hear uh, the Nettie's wind chime blow and and you know jangle, mm-hmm. and it's always awakened my soul when I hear that. And so yeah, that was so. Very... Let's
0: let's 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 revisit this. So the footnote talked about say say the say presence it
1: again. of God, the dwelling of God, being akin to a a a, a jangling bell mm. that's inside of your soul, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then when the wind blows, those spirit blows, the opportunity comes mm. the, the the Bible would call in Greek, the new Testament would call the, the Kairos moment. It's this moment of tension. This Kairos, it's time. See, there's always time, but then there's this time. It's really time mm-hmm. where there's a shift as a paradigm. There's a change as Sam Cook said, uh, so anyway, <laughs> I believe a change is coming. Uh, <laughs> Or, or the stretching of the bow mm-hmm. and there's that, that furthest tension and you hold mm-hmm. it right before you release the arrow. That,
0: that, that's the that Kairos moment. moment.
1: And so, so you sit there. Yeah. And the, you sit there. So it's not an academic understanding. It's a, it's a response to standing under the presence of God, in a, in a, in a awakened still like state. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, the wind of the spirit will move and jangle the the bell of your heart, if you will. And those who have ears to hear will listen, will hear that. And then some sort of action will come through you. Uh, I've seen that happen many times you know, yeah. in my life. And so in well, small I, ways and, and ways that changed my life.
0: Yeah, I, I, I can think of things in my life where it's like it was on my mind, on my mind, on my mind, on my mind. And then it happened. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it was almost like I mean, it was of doing on my, of my own because I, you know, I took the action, but that, that's the second it happened or the moment, you know, it happened was not because I'd been thinking of it for however long. So why didn't I do it a week ago or a month ago or whatever? You know what I mean? Well, it's because this, what you're talking about, this jangling of the heart, the jangling of the spirit, the jangling of like, okay, this is the moment. Yeah. And then action occurred.
1: And then back to the Hebrew, you know, the Hebrew word for understanding is a sense of uh, build, it's connected to the word build. Mm. So you're constructing something, you're building a house, a dwelling, a <laughs> <laughs> a, a shelter. <laughs> and, and, but the understanding is knowing the process of that building. That's mm. understanding is knowing which step, second step, third step. So, so I'm not talking about just a, a woo woo kind of thing another way to say it would be intuition Mm uh david white uh wrote a poem about his uh about i think it's called farewell letter it's after his mother died and he found a letter that she wrote him Mm. and at the very end she's i'll spoil it at the very end she says p.s all your intuitions are true Mm. and so so someone might say well i can't or or someone might be like you know or kramer told george costanza you know uh you got to listen to the little man inside you. And you go, and then George says, my little man's an idiot. <laughs> and, and so again, how do I trust my own intuition? I can't trust my. And it's like, no, it's you're between faith and doubt. Again, you have to well, dance. You have to pivot baby uh, between faith and doubt in that.
0: Well, and the, at least for myself and, and other people I've witnessed, I think there is this matter of not trusting it, not trusting it, not trusting it. And it's, it's, it's like a muscle. Yeah. And you trust it one time and it's like, oh, that was right. Yeah. And then you trust it a second time. And it's like, oh, and then it starts, it seems as though it starts to build Yeah, where um, the more you lean into the faith of trusting it um, and still your intuition is going to, it it is going to throw you off from time to time. Yes. But you're going to fail. Yeah. It's also going to lead you down really unbelievable, incredible ways of like, oh shit, like, My intuition was like, you know what I mean? Like, and it, it, at least for me, it, it become every time it happens, it's like, holy crap, this is real. And, and that tension of like, oh yeah, I knew, I knew it. Like my intuition, like, because I've trusted it so many times at this point in my life, but it's, you know, once again, the faith and doubt, faith and doubt. And
1: it's new every time it happens mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, and, and it goes back to the parable really. You know, this farmer, we're assuming it's God, you know, mm-hmm. or it's the servants of God spreading the word, you know. Uh, <laughs> but he's not much of a businessman, right?
0: Yeah, he's not it's being not a how you,
1: it's a ridiculous way to <laughs> to it's plant a, seed, right? It's
0: the Oprah. You get some seed, yeah, and you, you, get, get, some, seeds, and you get, get some seed. It falls everywhere.
1: So so there's a there's a liberalness and a wildness <laughs> and an abundance to God's way of doing things. And then he says it twice, right? He says there's a there's mm-hmm. a, a yield of a of a hundred. There can be a yield of a hundred. That's impossible. So so what he's saying is is that even when you when your intuition fails you and these discernments fail you, community mm-hmm. fails you, your your personal faith in God fails you, mm-hmm. it's the process is still the process. It's mm-hmm. still working. Mm-hmm. And there's still You know, and in some situations, yeah, you won't get a hundred, but you'll get 60. And if some cases you won't get 60, you'll get 30. In other words, who's counting anymore?
0: Uh, Well, that, I think that was the one thing that jumped out to me from what you had talked about on Saturday was this idea of abundance. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and, um, and not shocked in the, in the sense I, you know, I do believe like God is abundant. Like I, um, there's enough, but he said it on the cross. It's enough. It's finished.
1: It's, it's complete.
0: But just having you like um, the way you presented it was just like, oh, yeah, like it was a good reminder for me, Mm -hmm. like hearing it in that way of like, oh, yeah, like even when I think there's a lack, actually, that's just my thought process and my my interpretation of what's going on, because I can also look at my past and see where it's been insanely abundant in no sort of logical sort of way. Yeah. (laughs) you know, and it's not always money, right? It might be love. It's it might everything. Be, yeah. it, you know, it might be, um, yeah. just being successful at something I didn't yeah. think I could be. Um, and even failure, like some, some things in my life have failed yeah, and ended up being the best things that they could have, no, like just, yeah. the best thing that could have happened.
1: There's just times where life feels like it's just taking more <clears throat> from you than it gives, you mm-hmm. know? And you know, and, and the, it also reminds me of this this desert farm where it just throws all this seed out. Mm-hmm. You would think, you know, every seed counts, right? Mm-hmm. As they said in Monty Python, <laughs> every seed counts. Uh, and uh, you're, you're making us, you're, you're, you're just your presence here, Mr. West, is is drawing up all these <laughs> pop culture references. I'm trying to impress you. Uh, <laughs> it's like that old man knows his shit. Uh, anyway, um, just recently I was doing some old man shit outside and uh and uh, a, a quail covey
0: mm. went right by
1: me this mother quail
0: was it with the really tiny, tiny baby tiny, yeah, t- yeah, yeah. how
1: the hell yeah. so these little chicks or six of them we're talking less than a half inch mm-hmm. tall mm-hmm. how do they even survive this <laughs> wicked and evil environment heat. that we live in the heat the uh Yesterday, Marsha saw them. They've been hanging out mm-hmm. in our little th- yard there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And there was a roadrunner c- trying to eat them.
0: And, sneaky, trying to be sneaky. And so the,
1: yeah. So the, the parent quail were trying to chase off the roadrunner. And then this thrasher, and they're like the trickster bird. They're, they're little assholes. They'll, they'll peck every tomato. Right. They don't yeah. eat it. Just, just one peck. Yeah, they're like, yeah. fuck you, fuck you. And they just peck every single tomato in your garden. and tomatoes. And they're and peaches, very happy man. about yeah, it. Yeah, they love they it. They look <laughs> at you with that red eye. They're like, what you going to
0: do about it? They give you the thumbs yeah. up.
1: <laughs> and even the thrasher jumped in and tried to chase off the roadrunner and help these little tiny chicks. So how do they survive? So that's the abundance of God. That's yeah. the, the intense vulnerability of the desert. And and somehow there's enough.
0: Well, somehow it works. It's funny it too. It has to. Because when I first encountered that covey, I was it was next to the Charlie Brown tree. Yeah. And I had startled them wherever. Let's see, they were a little bit west. Probably in the bush. drinking, yeah,
1: over there. Yeah.
0: And they they popped out and ran across, and they startled. So I scared them. They pop out and run out. the the whole The whole yeah. family. They startled me. And the hilarious part was how tiny, yeah, how tiny, tiny these things. I was like, "What the heck?" And it was just like blown away of like how are how are these things alive?
1: They're, they're <laughs> half the size of a of a chicken hatchling,
0: right? Oh, I mean, even, even maybe small, even might even just, be smaller.
1: It's insane, and and yet <clears throat> generation after generation. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the wildness of this creator that's pictured in this in this parable. It, the sower is just any and so internalize it it's it, uh the spirit is doing that in your own soul mm-hmm. in your own life and and you know so I, i'm not a proponent of like the joseph campbell story i think i mentioned that didn't i the or was it a, another side conversation i don't remember but uh joseph campbell often tells a story uh an Appalachian story of of uh, a young woman hearing a a voice singing in the woods mm. and she hears the song uh and she goes into the woods and learns the song and then but then she goes home and forgets it mm. and so his point is is that uh you know when this calling of the hero's journey comes upon you if you don't respond to it that first time you're off that's it you're just a village dweller you're just a tourist the rest of your life mm. and it's over for you And, uh, yeah, I totally disagree. That's not the the God we see in this gospel. Mm -hmm. You know, it's Mm -hmm. every present moment is the opportunity Mm -hmm. that you fail, that you pivot between doubt and faith and you don't have to. And I remember a story Merton told of a monk, uh, who carved believe the word believe into his arm with blood because he was struggling with that That's and it's amazing. like you don't That's have amazing. to do that yeah That's it's just amazing. it's it, chill out dude <laughs> god's got this
0: one <laughs> well, the the beautiful thing about that like that idea of of the hero's journey versus village dwelling or you know whatever yeah. whatever roles you want to put is yeah. like you know, in a lifetime, you can you can encounter all of those, right? And maybe I believe so. Yeah. Maybe the hero's journey for a particular person doesn't even come until they're eighty. Yeah. You know what I mean? One of the, one of the, um, and I'm you know, I'll exaggerate it probably because it makes it a better story. But right. you know, when I was on the Camino, there was some dude definitely in his eighties. Wow. And I want to say he was in his early nineties. He was walking that. He was walking, what? and it wasn't. You know, I, I didn't get a chance to speak to the gentleman, but someone had had a conversation with him either the day before the, you know, two days before, and he was walking like barely, you know what I mean? Barely anything, but the dude was freaking, (laughs) he was walking it. You know what I mean? Like he, he was getting up each morning and whatever, you know, two kilometers, whatever it ended up being, you know what I mean? Because that. Because he decided that that's what he wanted to do at that point of his life, you know what I mean, and 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 then there was you know another another person where um, I don't even know maybe he was in his forties and his son couldn't walk, but his son wanted to do the Camino, and so he had fashioned up it wasn't it wasn't a wheelchair, but he had fashioned up this thing so that he could push his son. Along the Camino and he's, you know, he was from, he was from Australia, you know what I mean? And, and for whatever reason that they were doing it, that was how they were doing the Camino. Right. And then, and this I'll end with this one, but, and then there was another father, son who they lived in Spain and they would coordinate a long weekend and walk however long they could, but their Camino was spread out over years. Like they weren't, so they would, you know, however they could do it in three or four days. (laughs) Yeah. They would do it in three or four days and then go home and go back to quote unquote regular life. And then the, they're, you know, the next summer or what it it was fall, I guess they would, whatever town they ended in, they would get transportation to that town and then walk, you know what I mean? And so it goes back to this point of, or, you know, the point against, the Campbell point of like, who knows, yeah, you know, cause yeah. who, you know, who knows if that gentleman in his eighties ever finished it, who knows if the father, yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Ever finished 160, it? 30, you know? Yeah. And, and so for whatever reason, that moment in his life, the bell within his heart says, I'm gonna go do the Camino, yeah, and okay. I'm sure everyone around him, his kids and his grandkids, were like, "No, don't. Yeah. That's not a great idea." He's like, I, "I don't care. Yeah, but I've been called to to this to do the, this moment. Exactly. Um, And who knows when it comes? And if you're a, vi- a village dweller your whole life, who gives a shit? Like that's yeah, because that, these are that's internal, your life. <laughs> yeah, and
1: these are internal journeys anyway. So yeah, it's, you're not, you know. uh,
0: I don't mean, I to mean get, it's the Dow thing. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. Is that where you're going with yeah. that? I, I, I didn't mean to still go ahead. No,
1: I would, you know, I, I, not to be a, not to be a, an asshole Zen head here, but, uh, welcome, but welcome, welcome to the IPA, Morrison, the
0: Morrison Zendo. Not to sound
1: like a hipster here as I sip my, my IPA and, you my,
0: uh, the IPA. and
1: eat my avocado toast, uh, <laughs> with my glasses that don't have real lenses. Um,
0: no they have blue blocking lenses <laughs> okay. that's the new one, <laughs>
1: but yeah, yeah, the Tao is and 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 it's one of the Beatles songs. this is the first time I was uh exposed to it like fourteen uh it's not one of their well known songs, but it's called the inner light mm. and he's just singing out of the out of the Tao, uh and it and it's uh, arrive without traveling yeah mm-hmm. without going out of your door, you can see uh the world. Mm-hmm. Uh and so that's a that's a profound, profound And it's journey. true. Yeah.
0: Not only is it profound, but there's truth in it as well. Yeah.
1: I've met ninety year old well, I've I've known ninety year olds who are bedridden mm. and they're on those yeah. They're mm-hmm. definitely taking that internal journey.
0: So as we we're not we're not wrapping up yet, but sort of that final bridge of coming and bringing it back to this idea of of Shekinah and um sort of how that plays into this whole this this bigger conversation that we've had around, you know, the abundance of God. Yeah. Um, you know, trying to find find um understanding within that. And um, you know, I, I I'm not sure if I'm setting it up correctly, but just sort of that coming to that place of of
1: Yeah. Yeah, I guess pretty lofty. How do we bring it to a practical thing? Is that, mm-hmm. I one thing I do Years ago there's uh I think my friend Jeff taught me this. Uh, uh Buddhists tend to pray. They'll they'll they have this threefold prayer that they often pray, which is I take shelter mm. in uh the in Buddha's the, mind. The Buddha, yeah. I take shelter in the Buddha's teaching mm-hmm. and I take shelter in the in the community of, of the of the Buddha. And so I, you know, just applied it to Christ, mm, you know, I mm. I take shelter in the presence of the christ i take shelter in the teaching of the christ and i take shelter in the community of the christ um and so uh and i, and I do that respectfully to the buddhism i'm just stealing of course
0: that, of course yeah, yeah. uh in the, in the
1: same respect that i would have for the jewish mm-hmm. tradition and our indebtedness to to it
0: well and i uh, think too well, just as an observer of you you know it's like you know when in hip-hop where they're sampling songs you, you know, you find these things in other traditions that call to you. Yeah. And, and you're, you know, Christ is, Christ is your homie, so to speak. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, and so you, you find, you, you know, you find a way to meld those together in a really yeah, beautiful exactly.
1: way. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not like I'm trying to, you know, rep my homie all the time.
0: Like he has to. Right, <laughs> yeah. You do pour some out for the homie from time to time. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Once, yeah. W- once a week when we do communion. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so yeah so so that's that's a simple way to start, right? you know, maybe even, you know' and I'll, and I'll put my hand over my forehead mm. i take I take shelter in the presence of the Christ, I take shelter, put your hand over your heart over the teaching of the Christ, put your hand out, I take shelter in the community mm. of the Christ, and uh it's not a bad prayer to pray, you know, uh
0: well, I think the beautiful you know sort of coming from the recovery side of it those that like aren't there with this idea of christ or the idea of buddha or yahweh you know goes right. on and on you know you can do that same prayer with just saying your higher power yeah or take exactly. shelter and, you know
1: yeah and, and that's been my prayer recently it's been a recent development i was just kind of recovering trying to get some sunlight you know this was a couple of days after uh taking a swan dive off the ladder and uh
0: defending your WWF title yes. in a ladder match
1: <laughs> falling down from the the hell in a cage the cell in a, or what was it the hell in a cell hell in a cell and mankind. undertaker took oh, yeah. through um, mankind down f- 15 through. feet falling <laughs> plummeting onto an announcer's uh desk so i was just sitting there quite nice you know just kind of i think the the title had just kicked in so i was <laughs> uh, feeling
0: feeling good feeling all right
1: you know and uh but yeah, this deep, this prayer out of, out of the depths came up, which was, you know, I desire understanding,
0: Mm.
1: uh, for the fabric of reality. I want to understand the sacred heart of Christ. I want to understand, uh, what is reality? What is, I want to have some understanding of this. And then the second wave, it was like waves of a a lake, you know, lapping on the second. So the second prayer was, and in that understanding, I desire uh, how to communicate that understanding uh, creatively. Mm-hmm. You know, how to have creativity to under- to communicate that understanding. And then the third w- lap of the wave was, and 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 in being able to communicate that understanding, uh, that that it would be transformed into an empathy and into a compassion for others, uh, and that that would be my life. You know, so. So that's a good prayer to.
0: It's amazing to pray. Yeah. yeah.
1: So yeah. Are we at the I think so. Well, uh, yeah, so you know we have we t- yeah, we still
0: got time. We have time Daniel day. West here. Uh
1: he has a brother named David. He's not as uh well-known. <laughs> He's the older brother, so we have to <laughs> we have to take him down a couple pegs, right?
0: <laughs> Luckily Danny let him uh, help with the intro song to Road to Desert Rain.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly.
0: Just kidding, David. We love you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, even though you always get the accolades. But he sent me, yeah. So he, he sent me, we, we, we had a further conversation mm. about this on Saturday. And, and he was reading um, Thomas Martin's, uh, because how old are you guys? 20. So you know, so all twenty-three year olds are reading Thomas yeah, Merton right. <laughs> these days, uh, from the from the new Seeds of Contemplation, and it's a picture of it. Uh, he needs to clean his fingernails. Um, page two thirty-two. <laughs> Sorry, and this is pretty profound here, and and David explains this as a mic drop. Mm. Yeah, you know, yeah, this is a mic drop kind of moment <laughs> in Thomas Merton, and he has a lot of those. He'll, he'll read, it'll be like a, a an ending paragraph of a chapter mm. and you can,
0: right. <laughs> as you hear the footsteps, Tommy
1: out. So this is, yeah. So this is how he sent it to me. So, uh, he says, this is the gift of understanding. We pass out of ourselves into the joy of emptiness of nothingness in which there are no longer any particular objects of knowledge but only God's truth without limit, without defect, without stain. This clean light, which tastes of paradise, is beyond all pride, beyond comment, beyond proprietorship, beyond solitude. It is in all and for all. It is in all and for all. It is the true light that shines in everyone, in every, everyone coming into this world. It is the light of Christ, who stands in the midst of us, and we know him not? Ta-ching! Boom. So I appreciate David West for
0: sending that. Yeah, over thank to you, me. David. Thank you, Danny. Did you wait? Did you have anything else? No, was, I think that's, yeah, that's, yeah, the, yeah, that's the yeah that's the yeah. Job. <laughs> Rightly, uh, yeah. So thank you, Danny, for sitting in. And oh,
1: Danny boy! If, if this uh,
0: episode sounds better, it's hundred percent his his doing. Uh, thank you mr. Morrison thank you mr Masson appreciate you uh, thank you to Jacob Nedia that's what you hear in the background with the the monk drums uh, thank uh, if you want to pick up David's book desolate beauty the book of light and shadow dreamwalkaway.com um, yeah tell your friends about us spread the word every, every Counts. Every purchase buys counts. Tobo Chico. Every every eyeball on the or every ear earball on the podcast <laughs> helps. All that stuff. So uh, until next week, let's get into it. <laughs>